Good evening, and welcome to Electric Dreams featuring Bonaparte. It is Wednesday, August the 9th, and you are listening to Blind Skeleton Online Radio. I am your host, Bonaparte, and you have found your way to my quaint, cozy virtual cottage in the digital countryside. Electric Dreams is my opportunity to share with you some early music recordings from the original era of electrically recorded songs. Prior to roughly 1927, give or take a year, music was recorded in a primarily analog manner. It was not much different from tying two cups together with a string to talk through them, quite frankly. In the mid-1920s, sound engineers at Columbia and Victor discovered how to harness the power of the vacuum tube to electrically amplify volume through a microphone. This made recording not only easier, but it gave the final records a much wider range and a much better sound. This show, Electric Dreams, is intended to share songs from this early era of electric recording from roughly 1927 to 1937, when further improvements in both recording, storage materials, and playback were introduced. Now, tonight on Electric Dreams, we're embracing a new direction. While we once prided ourselves on never repeating tracks, we're making an an exception this week and the next few weeks for a very special reason. Over the coming weeks, We'll be journeying through jazz year by year. As we looked at the records in our collection at what best exemplify jazz and at songs that we have already played, we came to realize that a lot of these songs have already graced our our playlist. But to truly capture the essence of the cultural transformations of the time, it really is essential that we revisit some of these classics. So long-time listeners can be ex- will expect to hear some duplicates that we have played previously. Nonetheless, I hope you join us and enjoy as we dive deep into the heart of jazz and the pivotal moments that defined it in its really early stages. This week, we're going to start with the year 1927, a very pivotal moment in the jazz age. As the Roaring Twenties reached its zenith, jazz jazz, and jazz music became the heartbeat of a generation seeking liberation and change. The songs we've selected for you tonight capture the essence of this transformative period. We've got some songs such as My Blue Heaven, Ain't She Sweet, My Ohio Home, and some other really true classics. The Jazz Age was more than just a musical movement. It was a cultural revolution, a time when societal norms were challenged, new voices emerged to shape the future. So sit back, relax, and let the sounds of 1927 transport you to a world of flappers, of speakeasies, and the undeniable allure of jazz. Join us on this musical journey as we rediscover the voices of liberation and change from a bygone era. Our first song tonight is My Ohio Home by Sam Lannan and his dance orchestra. The song is a musical piece that beautifully captures the essence of nostalgia, a sentiment that really was deeply felt during the Jazz Age. As the world around them rapidly changed, many sought comfort in memories of simpler times and familiar places. 
they will look backward to what brought them comfort and enjoyed that. This song, with its evocative melodies and lyrics, paints a vivid picture of Ohio's serene landscapes and the warmth of home. It serves as a musical refuge of sorts, offering listeners an escape from the bustling modernity of the 1920s to a place of comfort and belonging. The Jazz Age was a period of liberation and transformation, but amidst the whirlwind of change, there was a profound yearning for the constants in life. My Ohio Home resonates with this sentiment, providing a melodic bridge between the past and the present, between tradition and innovation. The artist of the song, Sam Lennon, was a prominent band leader of the Jazz Age. He was known for his ability to seamlessly blend traditional melodies with the emerging sounds of jazz. Leading various orchestras, including his famed dance orchestra, which we're listening to tonight, Lennon played a pivotal role in popularizing jazz music in the 1920s. His music was characterized by its melodic richness and innovative arrangements, making him a key figure in the musical landscape of the era. In line with the theme of the night, Lennon's contributions to the world of music highlight the era's spirit of experimentation and fusion. Through his compositions and performances, Lennon provided a soundtrack to a decade of change, reflecting the Jazz Age's aspirations, dreams, and challenges.
Our next song of the night, I'm Coming Virginia, is a song that encapsulates the vibrancy and dynamism of the jazz age. Its melodies and rhythms, infused with the spirit of jazz, evoke a sense of anticipation, of adventure, and the allure of new horizons. The title itself, I'm Coming Virginia, suggests a journey, a return, or perhaps an exploration of something familiar, yet distant. This mirrors the sentiments of the Jazz Age, a period marked by societal shifts, cultural cultural exploration, and a quest for identity amidst rapid change. The song serves as a musical representation of the era's spirit of liberation and transformation, capturing the essence of a time when individuals were breaking free from traditional norms, seeking new experiences, and redefining their place in the world. Now, the 1920s, of course, was the Roaring Twenties. It was a decade of significant cultural evolution. Music, and especially jazz, played a central role in reflecting and shaping the sentiments of the time. Music had the opportunity to do this because not only was music still played live in various venues, but being played in speakeasies lent itself very well to a form of cultural revolution, and as well, the widespread advent of the phonograph and radio made music much more available to the masses as a whole. This particular version of the song is our second banner song of the night. My Ohio Home and this one were both imprinted on the banner label. It was a label, a, a third, you could call it label, an alternative label that was available at the time. And it, it in and of itself, pressed a lot of jazz music to try and form its way in the world. The song was performed by the Imperial Dance Orchestra. It was a, an ensemble during the jazz age known for its ability to capture the, the zeitgeist of the times through its recordings. The orchestra had a diverse repertoire and really did have some innovative arrangements. It played a role, along with the rest of the musicians that we'll listen to tonight, in popularizing jazz and dance music during the 1920s. Thank you. 
As the weeks go by, we'll begin to really hear and appreciate the the movement of music, the evolution of music from jazz in toward a swing and a big band. And we can begin to hear it in that last song, and it'll become much more prevalent in the coming weeks as we begin to walk through the years. We've got one more song in our triad of songs before we take a very short break. This next song is Your Land and My Land. This is not the Woody Guthrie song. Uh, This is a very different song, in fact, by Paul Whiteman. Uh, This particular song stands really as a musical testament to the sense of unity, belonging, and a shared identity that was emerging during the Jazz Age. In addition to the the examination and the challenge of cultural norms that we saw, the 1920s also saw a surge in national pride and a reimagining of the American dream. This song captures that essence of a nature coming, a nation coming together, celebrating its shared values and aspirations. The title of the song itself, "Your Land and My Land," evokes a sense of collective ownership. A, shake, a shared stake in the country's future, and a mutual commitment to its progress. Paul Whiteman was the king of jazz. You know, he had that, that acronym, that name attached to him for, for about his entire career, and he was very much a pivotal figure in the musical scene of the entire 1920s. He had a very innovative approach to music. He blended classical orchestration 
with the emerging sounds of jazz, and he very much was a trailblazer. His contributions to the world of music went beyond mere entertainment, however. He played a crucial role in popularizing jazz, making it accessible to a broader audience, and showcased its potential as a very serious art form. Whiteman's musical legacy really does serve as a reflection of the era's spirit of innovation, exploration, and cultural fusion. As we finish up our third song of the night, I want to take a couple of moments to share a couple of things we have going on here at Blind Skeleton. Blind Skeleton, of course, is not just music. It's not just old-time radio. We also do black-and-white vintage photography on 
period appropriate cameras from prior to 1960. They are a whole lot of fun. Now, please do go check out a few of our blog posts on BlindSkeleton.1 to see what we're doing with some of the really fine older cameras. They are still in really good shape and they still make some fantastic photos. Of course, in addition to everything else that we do here on Blind Skeleton, we also have Skeleton Brew Coffee. Skeleton Brew Coffee is what keeps the lights on here at Blind Skeleton. And it is our collection of very custom small batch roasted coffees. We do not mass produce coffee. We wait until they are ordered to be roasted so you can be assured the freshest coffee that you can possibly get. We've recently added a couple of new roasts. We've got a Colombian as well as a sweet blonde espresso roast as part of our regular collection of roasts. And we are adding a few Halloween flavors as well, which will be available most likely early next week. In addition to that, we've also started a new subscription service, so your cup need never run dry. There's nothing sadder than an empty coffee cup. So please go do check it out, skeletonbrew.coffee. We do certainly appreciate it. Now back to the music, we're moving on to a song called The Varsity Drag by George Olson. The Varsity Drag is a lively tune. It, just like the last one in particular, it encapsulates the exuberance, energy, and youthful spirit of the jazz age. It is a dance number. And as such, it reflects the era's fascination with new dance crazes, representing a break from the traditional forms, and uh, it embraces modernity. It has a catchy rhythm, it's got some playful lyrics, and it really does capture the essence of a time when young people in particular were redefining societal norms, expressing themselves freely, and challenging the status quo. It sounds an awful lot like what is happening in today's day and age. Now, the drag in the title, a popular dance step of the time, symbolizes the Jazz Age's spirit of liberation, experimentation, and change, just like the other songs that we have. It's a musical snapshot of a decade where individuals were not just content with following the established path, but were eager to create their own, and they did this to the beat of jazz. That really does sound like a lot of what is happening today. George Olson himself was a prominent band leader and a musician of the jazz age, known for his ability to capture the spirit and energy of the times through his music. With his orchestra, Olson delivered tunes that resonated with the aspirations and emotions of the masses, making him a key figure in the musical landscape of the 1920s. His rendition of the Varsity Drag showcases his talent for blending traditional musical elements with the emerging sounds of the rhythms of jazz. Through his work, Olson provided a soundtrack to a decade of change, reflecting the jazz age's spirit of liberation, self-expression, and cultural renaissance. Much like the other songs that we have heard and will hear tonight, and really much like what we're seeing today.
And that was the Varsity Dragon. I'm sure you can begin to hear the slow, slow, slow migration toward a big band type style of music in that one. It's a lot of fun to listen to. Now, I would like to spend just a moment to explain how I do things here at Blind Skeleton Streaming. And I do have time period appropriate phonographs to play all of these records. Tonight I am using two portable wind-up phonographs, one from DECA, one from the Plaza Manufacturing Company of New York, as well as using an electric-powered Granada. Now, the Granada has uses electric power solely to spin the turntable. It does not perform any form of electrical amplification for the sound. That's still performed all acoustically. So these are a period-appropriate machines. They do not have any form of output jack in them, so I am moving microphones around in front of each particular phonograph when, it's its, when it is its turn to play. And that will account for the slight delay that we have between me speaking and when the record begins to play. I'm getting things in place, adjusting some last-minute gains, and mostly making sure that the needles have been changed and such. Now, our next song is a song from an artist with a fantastic name. Sometimes I'm Happy is recorded by Roger Wolf Kahn. And 
for those of us who have been watching Star Trek of late, you may ha resist the urge at this point to yell out the name. The song captures the ebb and flow of life during the Jazz Age. Its title and lyrics reflect the complexities of human emotions, oscillating between moments of joy and sorrow. Sometimes I'm happy, and by contrast, sometimes I'm not. This duality mirrors the broader sentiments of the Jazz Age, a period marked by unprecedented prosperity and cultural liberation, but also by underlying uncertainties and societal challenges. You know, with the Roaring Twenties came not just some great wealth, but on the flip side, there, there was some poverty and some challenges that went along with it. From a cultural musical standpoint, with the advent of jazz, there were a lot of black musicians that had been playing this music and continued to play this music. They would write the music, but in a lot of cases were not allowed to enter the establishments that were playing their own music. It was There were definitely a lot of societal challenges at the time. Now, this song has a melodic charm. It's got some very introspective lyrics. And it serves as a representation of the era's emotional landscape. It captures the essence of a decade marked by liberation, self-discovery, but also a deeper yearning for connection. And it offers a reflection of the highs and lows of life during a transformative period in history. The musician, Roger Wolf Kahn, was a talented musician, of course, like the others that we have played and still have to listen to, he was a significant figure in the Jazz Age music scene of the 20s. He was known for his versatility and his ability to play multiple instruments. His orchestra was renowned for blending traditional melodies with the emerging sounds of jazz. And this is something that we've heard tonight and will hear over the coming weeks as the music begins to to migrate into a big band, into a swing-type sound. It really does have its roots in jazz. Through his compositions and performances, Kahn was able to provide a voice to the aspirations and emotions of a generation eager to express itself. Um, they, they and Kahn challenged conventions, and they navigated the complexities of a rapidly changing world.
We are now just over halfway through our show. I'd like to spend a moment to thank each and every one of you joining in tonight, whether you're listening live or whether you're joining in on the podcast after the fact. I appreciate each and every one of you and hope you're enjoying the show, the music, and everything that goes along with it. A couple of programming notes, of course. Next week, we have our regularly scheduled three-tune Tuesday on Tuesday, of course, at noon Eastern Time. Electric Dreams only runs twice a month, the second and fourth Wednesdays of each month, so next week there is no Electric Dreams, but we will be back in two weeks' time with our next show featuring jazz from 1928. In the meantime, be sure to keep up with us and what we're doing. The Blind Skeleton website has links and pointers to all of our social media that we like to engage with. Please do go check us out, give us a follow, and share the good Blind Skeleton word. Here Comes the Showboat is a musical piece that evokes the imagery of the iconic American showboats, which were a symbol of entertainment, community, and cultural exchange during the late 19th and early 20th centuries. These floating theaters traveled along the rivers, bringing music, drama, and joy to towns along the route. There's a story of a showboat traveling up the west coast of British Columbia into Alaska, carrying with it the six Brown brothers who played saxophones. They were a saxophone sextet. And they played to the absolute wonder and enjoyment of the native Inuit that lived in the area. In the, in the area, yes. Here comes the showboat. Like the other jazz songs, as a good jazz song should, has a very lively rhythm. It's got some evocative lyrics. And it serves as a bridge between the traditional forms of entertainment and the, the jazz scene that was burgeoning in the 20s. Jean Cold Cat, 
the artist of the song was a band leader and impresario of the Jazz Age. He was born in France and migrated to the United States. He had a diverse cultural background and it helped to enrich his musical style. It allowed him to seamlessly blend European and American influences both. Through his leadership and vision, particularly with his orchestra, Goldkett played a pivotal role in the shaping of the musical landscape of the Jazz Age. Here is... Here comes the showboat.
Our next song of the night is arguably our best titled song of the night. This is a song named Slewfoot. This is by the Coon Sanders Orchestra. Like all of our other songs tonight, Slewfoot is lively, it's energetic, and it serves as a musical representation of the era's zest for life and its willingness to challenge the status quo. Now, the Kuhn Sanders Orchestra has perhaps today a poorly named band, a poorly titled name, but it was due to the name of the band leaders themselves. The orchestra was led by Carlton Kuhn and Joe Sanders, and they were a band in the 1920s, of course, and they also had an innovative approach to music. Their music was characterized with complex rhythms and melodic richness. They had a lot of traditional and modern influences that they fused together. This is Slewfoot. Thank you. 
right, we've got just 10 minutes left in our show. Time for a couple of more songs. I do want to spend another moment. Thank each and every one of you for listening in, joining in. I hope you've had as much fun listening to the music as I have had playing it. This is really one of the things that provides a lot of joy to a lot of people. And these old vintage machines and these old shellac 78 RPM records really do have a whole lot of soul and character behind them. We are playing these records live. We don't pre-record the songs. Uh, We are spinning them the best that we can. Um, We change the needles, wind up the phonographs between each play to give you the most unique and memorable experience possible. All of the records, all of the songs that we play do come from the Blind Skeleton collection that we have. If we don't have it, we won't play it. Conversely, if we do have it, we will play it. To that end, if you go to the Blind Skeleton website at blindskeleton.one, you will find in one of our pull-down menus the ability to browse through our collection. Please do go browse through. If you find a song that you like and you would like to hear, send in a request. We will play it. And as way of thanks, we'll also shoot you a coupon for 10% off a coffee purchase at skeletonbrew.one. Our next song, What Do I Care What Somebody Said, is by Jan Garber. Uh, It's a song that really does reflect a sentiment of defiance and individuality and a desire to live life on one's own terms, irrespective of societal judgments or conventions. And here you will see a lot of the challenging the social norms, a lot of individualism, and a migration away from the sense of oneness that we once had, that we even played earlier in the episode tonight about this, we are one whole people. Yes, we are one whole people, but we are also very individualistic. That is what brings us together, is our individualism. And that was a lot of what the Roaring Twenties were all about. The song captures that essence of challenging expectations, of seeking authenticity, and embracing the freedom to be oneself. Jan Garber was yet another band leader of the Jazz Age, Um, Not necessarily one of the more well-known ones like Paul Whiteman or Benny Goodman, but a very good one nonetheless. His music was characterized by its melodic charm, and like the other jazz songs we're listening to tonight, really did fuse traditional and modern influences in with it. Garber was able to provide a voice to the aspirations and emotions of a generation really eager to redefine itself, amidst a backdrop of rapid societal and cultural change. And that really is similar to what we see happening a lot today. So if nothing else, I hope you take away from from this show tonight not only some very fantastic music, but the idea that change and young people challenging to be themselves is not new, and that we have all gone through it at least once ourselves.
And that brings us to our last song of the night. I know that you know by the revelers will take us through to the bottom of the hour. Once again, I do want to thank each and every one of you for joining in. It's been a great show for me. I've had a very good time playing and listening to all of these tunes, and I hope you have as well. Now, the revelers were primarily a vocal group of the jazz age. Now, they were celebrated for their harmonious renditions and their ability to capture the spirit and emotions of the time. Uh, we have a lot of vocal groups today as well. Uh, it's something that has been celebrated throughout uh, throughout the advent of music, really, is the ability to sing and to sing well. They have an emotional depth to them, a melodic richness to them, and a great blend of voices that resonates. Here is I Know That You Know. Thank you again for listening. Have a fantastic night.
wish you knew how much I want to hold you in my arms. This time is my time. We'll soon be goodbye time. Then in the starlight, hold me tight. With one more little kiss, say ninety-nine. Good night, my dear. Good night, good night, kiss. Ninety-nine times again. One who can play. Good night, good night, 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 night.